If you're like most of us, you own entirely too many clothes. And yet, the most common feeling we have when the time comes to dress up is I've got nothing to wear. We're constantly deal shopping and clothes buying, and yet we still feel as if we do not have the clothes we need to feel happy, stylish, attractive, and empowered. How did we get here? Turns out, the problem isn't our messy closets. It's our messy relationship to clothes, style, the fashion industry, and ourselves. Join host Aaron Flynn as we talk to the experts in the industry, history, and psychology of clothing and try to uncover how we got to this place with too many clothes and nothing to wear. Brought to you by Cloudwell. Last episode, Lee Vosberg shared how a shopping fast led to the realization that new clothes can't help you find your style. That knowing your style is about knowing yourself. I couldn't agree more. And since style is far bigger than just clothes, I wanted a little bit of a different take. Sam Hills is a college dropout turned traveling musician turned hairstylist. Today, he's the founder and owner of High Five Salon, recently named one of the top 100 salons in the country. He styled celebrities, built a thriving business, and even started a summer camp for hairstylists, Hair Camp, that attracts top beauty professionals and educators from all over the country. And who better suited than a hairstylist to talk about beauty and how we get it way, way wrong. So, welcome, Sam. I'm seriously so excited to have you here. Aaron, this is a pleasure. Thanks for having me on today. Um, first and foremost, anyone who knows me knows I have a theme with hair. I've changed my color and style more than anyone can count in my family. I'm also pretty confident that there is no one better than a hairstylist to help us dissect this crazy world of beauty and what style is. So first... Take me back to when you decided to come to Cincinnati or come back to Cincinnati after dropping out of college to go on tour with a band. What in the world made you decide to start a salon? Yeah, so it 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 actually starts before before that, which was my my, yeah, my initial uh, my initial arrival in Cincinnati was to attend a college on the west side of town called Cincinnati Bible College. That has um, now defunct. It's no longer exists. Oh no! But, <laughs> but I, I was fired up. I was this eighteen-year-old small-town kid that wanted to move to what I would quantify as a big city. That's the city mm-hmm. of Cincinnati. But when you compare that to Meadville, Pennsylvania, Cincinnati's massive. There was things here like ethnic food and people that looked different than me and skyscrapers, and so that was all so attractive. And so I came down here to attend Cincinnati Bible College, where I was going to get a degree in youth ministry. And what that meant was I was going to be working with students, specifically high school kids, uh, within the vocation, or I was going to be vocationally employed by a church. And so um, so that's where it all started. But um, all the while I was doing that, I was also playing a lot of music. 
And I got the opportunity to play drums for a guy, a songwriter out of Nashville named Riley Armstrong. He invited me to come on tour. And once I did, I got the bug and I loved it. So I started playing music more or less full time, traveling a ton, getting to travel around the country, playing shows in, I think we played shows in like 42 states. Uh, We did a couple tours through Canada. We did a tour through Mexico. It was incredible. And what... What it did was it got in the way of that nice little, you graduate high school and then you get your bachelor's degree, which takes four years, and then you're 21 and you graduate and you get a job. So that whole plan got disrupted by this this whole music rock and roll thing. And it allowed me to see the world with new eyes. Because, you know, small town kid, my, my first experience outside of that was coming to Cincinnati. So this was this this like this buffet of culture and diversity and people and and all the amazing things that comes with traveling. And I was I was sort of discovering myself in new ways. And so anyhow, um, it caused me to question what I was doing with my life, what was next. And I just started to put stuff up onto the um, figurative dartboard of life and just started to throw darts <laughs> at it. Cause I've always been passionate about, about style and about people and the way that like culture intersects with those things. I was this punk rock kid. <laughs> Punk rock is just such an expression of self and style and individuality and above all else, authenticity. I mean, if you're not authentic, then you're not punk, right? Like, yeah. So that was that was kind of what was driving me. And so as I I was sort of like discovering, I was so passionate about these things. This idea of hair came out of that and it was just such this natural step into kind of who I was and the things that I had experienced and where I feel like I was being led. So that's that's where it all started was kind of right there. That's so crazy. And did your first of all, I have to know real quick, were your parents like, what are you doing? <laughs> you go to school um, with an idea of what you're going to do and then leave to go on tour and then come back and then decide to start a salon. What were your parents thinking through all this? So I'm not risk adverse. Uh, my parents will not will will be the first to tell you that. Uh, and so. They they had been on a ri- wild ride up until this point of just the things I was into and the things I was passionate about and the crazy things I did and sort of the adventures I would take them on. So yes, this was so different than what we had we had set out doing. But at the same time, man, they were so supportive. They're like, listen, we just want to see you thriving. And so if that means hair, then like we're all in. Now, granted, again, small town, right? So they had a limited view of what that could look like. But um, yeah, they were they were super supportive. I remember my grandpa; he ne- he never got it. He always told people that I was a barber. Um, so my son, That's my great. grandson, is a barber, and uh, that was fine with me. I was like, "You're close enough, Grandpa." So <laughs> yeah, I was like, "You can always count on your grandparents to say something like that." That's right. That's, <laughs> That's right. Um, so I want to get into the problem here because I think beauty and fashion have such huge societal barriers that we really need to break down before going deep. So before getting into what style is, um, let's talk about it. Do you think we're being molded into something we're not, or even so, like, encouraged to fit into an image of perfection? Yeah. I mean, without question, there is a current that is out there that is constantly telling you what you have, who you are, and how you look is not enough. And what happens is that brands and products and fashion companies and, and people that make these things say, but we have the answer. 
we know what can fix you from yourself. We know what can save you from your, your, your bad skin or your frumpy wardrobe or your, your pudginess. We are mm-hmm. the answer. We are the hero. And so we're sold this bill of goods that says, hey, you're not enough, but we've got this thing that is. Buy it. Trust us. It's awesome. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change everything. And so we're constantly sort of trying to primp and prod and, and, and starve and dress ourselves to eliminate this thing in us that says we're not enough. And all the while, we are just left feeling like we're not enough. <laughs> it never really fills yeah. that void. And so, yeah, that is, that is something that, that I think about a lot, especially with what I do. All right. So let's talk about style then. What is it or how would you describe it? It's that self-expression. It's that authentic version of yourself. And whatever that, whatever that is, if that's, if that's, you know, khakis and, and a polo, then like, do you. But if you, so you want to let your freak flag fly, do it in an authentic way. And I think that's really cool. And knowing, you know, you've styled celebrities' hair and you also have a ton of clients, is this something that you kind of see us all struggle with? And by all, I mean a lot of the women that come in, um, is this something that's pretty common? Yeah. I mean, show me a person that sees themselves through the eyes that someone else sees them. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, insecurity is is not something anyone is, is exempt from. Um, and I know we are all walking around with it. Some of us, it's not layered, but others, it is. And it may have started young or it may have started with the one comment. But um, I think that we all have this, like, we're all plagued with this dys- dysmorphia, the way we see ourselves, whether it's with our, our body or our skin or our hair or, you know, the way our clothes fit us. But, um, man, yeah. And, and the people that you think have it all together, they're, they're they there's just right underneath that service. There's, there's that stuff that still exists. Um, and so I think that's one of the cool things about the, our job is that I, again, like that's, that's a pretty sacred thing that somebody's willing to sort of give you and talk through and, and work through you with you. Yeah. And I assume you have doubts occasionally. <laughs> so how have you gotten or cultivated your own unique style to where you feel, you know, pretty confident? Sure. I mean, age helps, right? Yes. <laughs> I often describe the, the things I do, the growth I've had or whatever, as me fumbling my way towards things. Mm-hmm. And style's yeah. no exception. I mean, I, I think I think I choose trend a lot of times or I choose a trendy option. And, and there's times where I am, I'm thinking, man, I'm going to regret this in five to 10 years without question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I think in uh, high school, I had Kelly Clarkson, I don't know if you'll recall this, had Basically zebra striped hair. Yeah, and I thought that yeah. was so cool. Because it came was. Out- it was cool <laughs> for like 30 seconds in like a small segment right. of the population. Yes. yes. Particularly in small towns That's where right. Kelly Clarkson was it. That's right. But yeah, I mean, I think self-doubt's a big part of it. But I, I find myself sort of when I make a brave choice or maybe I just... Like I, I make a confident choice that uh, the next time I'm I'm faced with that I care a little less, you know what I mean, or I'm I'm insecure a little less. So I think it's also flexing those muscles and kind of practicing that. And and for each person, man, that's so different, you know. Yeah. For somebody, it might be it might be unbuttoning a button on their button down <laughs> or something like that, or maybe untucking their shirt. And for others, it's you know, 
do I do the sequin shoes with the sequin pants and the sequin shirt or do I, you know, it's, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it just depends. Yeah. It's, it's so relative to the person. So I've heard you say that you want to unearth beauty from the inside out, which I love that phrase. Um, what would you recommend other people do, especially if this is like the first time they are thinking about creating their own style or even hearing us kind of have this conversation? Um, yeah. What, it, what recommendations would you have? Well, I would say you got to find a guide. You got to find an expert who can just lead you on this on this journey. I have a friend, and she does image consulting, and I send I send clients to her. She does you know wardrobe consulting, because I, I know they look look great after she's had a chance to sort of work on the wardrobe. But I also know um, the confidence that they feel working with somebody who's an expert. I know you guys are doing the same thing. Where where you know you're empowering clients or, or these individuals to um to just like move to a place of confidence with their wardrobe so yeah. they're not second guessing decisions and so i think i think man finding finding that guide that um can take you on this journey whether or not they even are going to deal with the deeper stuff finding pros that are so good at what they do that's that's the that's the first step yeah and i love that cuz i think a lot of people do feel stuck and mm -hmm. then feel like it's all on them to figure out how to get out of it yeah. or how to think about it. And yeah, the guide thing, I've never thought of it in that way, but that's so true. It's like you need other people to help you and yeah. that's okay. I mean, if, if you were struggling with, with let's say you were, you were a business leader mm -hmm. and you know finding a, a business coach to help you know how to be a better business leader is not unheard of. That's very common. Right. Or if, if your marriage is struggling, you, you go and find a counselor who's got tools to walk you through this and to say, Hey, here's an issue keeps coming up. Use these, use this communication tool and, and look how it can solve some of these things that feel insurmountable. Maybe they're not mm -hmm. as big. I don't think hair and style and fashion is any different. I think you need to find people that are experts that have spent, that have worked really hard to position themselves as experts that can just be that for you. They can be yeah. that counselor or that life coach or that executive coach or whatever. Um, but I think just handing it over to them and saying, hey, like be my guide in this, um, I think that could be incredible. What do you think is the biggest lie we're told around beauty? I would say that uh, it's this idea that that we're not enough, that we're not worth knowing, and that we get it wrong. I, I I just think the thing I continually see. So so high five is a busy place. We see a lot of a lot of clients, and primarily, you know, if if I sort of pulled our data of who our client is, it's a female, and she's probably twenty seven to forty years old. Mm -hmm. So we we sit in this segment of um of this specific person. I I see that over and over and over and over again is this feeling of not being worth knowing and, and not measuring up. It's it, in, in your know, culture will always, it'll always be telling us an opposite story. It'll always be saying you're not enough. You don't measure up. You're not worth being known. It, it is just, I think it's just that human condition is that we are all struggling with that lie that's on repeat um, in our heads. So that's, that's one of the biggest things I see. Yeah. I, and it's hard because I think 
like you said, it's always going to be there. I, I I think you have to actively be conscious of it and then make a choice about what you're going to do about it. Um, but it's not, we're never going to be able to halt society. Right, right. <laughs> How do you think knowing your style can help change the world? Because again, going back to, oh, style, beauty could feel frivolous. You know, why is this so important? Yeah. I mean, confidence, it, it, it is, it's the difference between dropping a pebble in or dropping a boulder into water. The ripples are, are, are just dramatically different. And I would say the more that you feel confident, the bigger those ripples are. There's this, it's been a while, but this internet video that was viral for a few years ago, it's this little girl in the morning and she's like standing in front of the mirror and she's doing this like pump up for the day. She's like hyping mm-hmm. herself up and she's what she's probably four. She's saying, I love my hair. I love my face. I love my curls. I love my house. I love, and she's just like going through this, like this just amazing self-talk and the innocence of this four-year-old, like she means every word and you know, she's just going to go kill it. Like, like she has no reason not to believe that. And I think that we need to tap into that little four-year-old girl looking at the mirror and hyping ourselves up as adults and as people that that have have heard the opposite or believed the opposite and just feel buried under the weight of that. We're like, man, if if it, it, it's amazing because although the answer to confidence is not is not great hair, great hair is a tool to help you feel more confident. And yeah. the answer to to really knowing that you are beautiful is not the perfect wardrobe, but great style can be a tool to help you feel more beautiful. And so yeah. I think that if we can leverage those things and we're intentional with those things, man, it can just set you up to be hyped. And when we're operating from a place where our tank is full, you know, what does what is what does our world look like then? What are we accomplishing? What are we right. doing? What are we contributing? Um, you can't you can't give much from an empty tank, but if you've got a full tank, yeah, you can you can truly be an agent of change. I just want to say yes to that a thousand times. <laughs> like so many Let's times. say yes, Aaron. Let's do it. I, I, here's the deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna this tomorrow morning when we get up to go to work, we're gonna get in the front of the mirror and we're just gonna start doing our like thing, okay? Yes. Definitely. And I'm gonna film myself. I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I can't guarantee that I film myself, but I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> um, okay. I'm sadly into the last three questions because I feel okay. like I have so many more. But um, what moment along this journey, because I know this has probably been a personal journey for you as well. Um, so what moment in this journey would you consider life altering? I would say uh, before I before we opened Hi-Fi, I was on my own and I knew that I believed that it was important for me to guide people through this self-discovery of beauty. That was that's that's been there, and and honestly, from from an early age, yeah, I haven't I haven't yeah. had to dig deep to find that. I think I think the biggest thing, the thing that shifted the, the trajectory the most, was when I found other people to link arms with that are saying yes to the same thing, and for me. Um, that is when we launched High Five, when we started our salon, and we found other people that believed this same thing, and they were saying yes, and they were doing this with their clients, because as we linked arms, you know, 
as the tide rises, all the ships rise. You just become two times the force. Um, and then somebody else links up. And it's instead of like multiplying by two every time. And now now we're 10 times the force and, and 30 times the force. And so for me, I think finding that tribe of people is is really powerful. I think that was that was kind of where I started to see the biggest change, the biggest shift. What's the one piece of wisdom in this whole process that you've gained that you wish to pass on? Yeah, I mean, you just have to go for it. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, failure is is the only way forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're scared, great. Do it anyhow. If if you're if if like if the odds are against you, of course they are. Do it anyhow. Um, I mean, you you cannot you cannot sit here and calculate risk and say, what are my odds? The odds are um, against you. They really are. Whatever your thing is, whether it's starting a business or being brave with like your hair or your fashion or whatever it is, the odds are against you. But when you push through that stuff, on the other side of it is is a version of yourself that like you can't see otherwise. You can guess and you can say, "Oh, if I do this thing, maybe it'll look like this." Like you have to you have to go through that process. Um, and so, I would say, just freaking do it. <laughs> Whatever the thing is, you've got to go for it. If it's if it's the shirt that you that you're questioning whether or not you should wear or the hat or the haircut or the makeup or the lipstick or maybe even more maybe it's the relationship that you should say yes to or maybe it's the one you should say no to maybe it's the job that um you're afraid to take or that leap it it will always feel scary every single time but the payoff is is just exponential I love that you just said the hat, too, because this could be big or small, like big as in right. starting your own business right. or small as in like putting on the hat. Because I literally had that thought last week. I got a new um, like wide brim hat yes. and I was scared to wear it. <laughs> and I'm like, but I love this thing. But it was just that little fear. And yeah. so, yeah, it's big or small. And I okay. think the more we practice being brave in the midst of things like that. Mm-hmm. Then the next time it comes up, it's going to be a little easier. Yeah. Um, so good for you for rocking that hat. I think. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, finish the sentence. I believe. Yeah. I believe that everyone is born beautiful and deserves to feel that way. Okay. Well, that was perfect. So <laughs> we can just end now. <laughs> That sounds great. Okay. (laughs) I don't have anything else to say after that. Um, Mic drop. I know. I know. I, I really am so glad that you're on here. And I, I also really hope that someone is listening that needed to hear that. Hmm. So um, thanks so much for coming on here and sharing your story and helping us better understand beauty and style and how it all, you know, works and, and, and yeah, thank you so much. Aaron, if you guys continue to tell the story you are and you guys continue to position yourself as a guide, you're going to set people free. Um, whatever Thanks that so thing much. is, big or small, um, it's important work. And uh, 
it's not base and vanity. It goes d- way, way deeper than just the skin or the care or the clothes they're putting on. It is, you're truly dealing with people's really the core, core of who they are. Um, Man. so yeah, keep doing your thing. I like kind of feel like we're soulmates here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Sam, my new soulmate for sharing his story and his wisdom with us. You can learn more about Sam's work at highfivesalon.com. And if you're in the business of hair or know someone who is, check out Hair Camp at haircamp.co. Next time on Too Many Clothes and Nothing to Wear, we're going back to school to learn from a couple academic powerhouses about what our fashion history has to teach us about our present conundrum. What happens is there's two exits. One of the doors is locked intentionally. The other one is open, but that's where the fire comes in. So there's no exits for the women to leave. Everyday people are important historical actors, and it's not just great men or even great women. That Everyday people are critical to understanding history.